Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Hey y'all. So I'm super excited. We are like four weeks away from having a freaking baby and I cannot wait. I say like four weeks max. So like any time between now and four weeks, probably not now though. I don't feel like I'm that ready. (sighs) So yeah, let's get into it. So You guys know, like, when you look at yourself and you see your flaws and you're like, "Mm, that's kind of a character flaw. So one of my character flaws is I'm bad at surprises. I'm bad at giving them. I'm bad at receiving them because because my language is gift giving, I like to do it as soon as I can. So like while I'm shopping, for example, I'll buy things for like my husband or my daughter and I'll just like give it to them right away. So I have been putting together a big sister bag for Mia when we come home from the hospital and when she ultimately comes home for her brother that has like some new toys, some activities that are like quieter that she can do. Um, It has a, a baby alive because I know that she will freaking love it, but I just... That way if I like have to feed her brother, I can be like, oh, well you feed your baby and or something like that just to occupy her because she loves baby dolls she's like at that age but anyway so I realized my husband was like you are the worst person to surprise and I know that and it's because of I'm a type a person and I like to know my schedule and my plans and like what I have to wear and it just is like life is so chaotic that like the things I can control I like to control so Now I'm going to talk about two things. One, the reason why I'm bad at surprises. And two, how like no one else can relate to motherhood except for moms. So, and it's, it's like a good, it's like not a bad thing and I feel kind of bad about it, but oh well. So my best friend texted me after I got home from the park yesterday and was like, Hey, on November 14th, we're going on a little adventure don't worry, your kids are going to be watched after. And I went into full panic mode. I was like, now normally, doesn't that sound like so nice? Like you're going to get a break from your kids. Someone's already assigned to watch them. And, but I went into full panic mode and I was like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. November 14th. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I don't think I can do that. And I started kind of panicking. And the reason being is all of these things. I was like, how far away are we going? Like, how long are we going to be gone? Like, what kind of place are we going to? And I think I'm bad at surprises. So Ethan was like, oh my gosh, you're so hard to surprise. Like, why is this an issue? And this is me flipping the script and saying like, okay, this is why no one gets it but other moms. And also, (sighs) I'm a certain type of mom and it's like a it's a character flaw I 
am due October 25th, guys. Okay. Nobody thinks I'm going to make it to October 25th. My doctor is probably going to induce me a week early if he doesn't come before October 25th. So regardless, I will have barely a one-month-old or a one-month-old on November 14th. And I know there are mamas, and because I see you guys, um, actually, I see you guys in real life. I see you guys at church. I see you guys in my small groups. I see you guys at the store. I see you guys at the farm who two weeks later are up and out and are doing things with their babies and like you don't care. You have to get out the house. And I will tell you, that is not me at all. Now, with a toddler, it might be different. I might be like more anxious to do something. However, it's going to be November, so it's going to be kind of cold, and I'm, we're still in a pandemic, and flu season, and there's RSV, and there's all these things, and so I basically am like, there's no way that even if I have this baby in like two weeks, for instance, like that's very possible, um, I'm not going to be ready to go anywhere for any extended period of time a month out because and I was all like emotional and like frustrated and I was like it's like I was frustrated because I feel like oh it's so nice that someone wants to do something for me but then I was thinking it made me feel like the way I felt for both of my pregnancies um is that no one understands what it's like to be a mom, have a new baby, and do it all. Like, no one really gets it, and, like, just having that kind of suggestion made me realize, yeah, no one really gets it, and so, like, I was, she was like, we can do it at the end of November, and I was like, yeah, maybe. She was, I was like, I'm freaking out, and she, I was like, in full panic mode, like, I don't want to let you down, but I don't know if this is actually going to be a thing, and she's like, well, we'll see how you feel later, and I'm like, yeah, like, that's really soon, and I, so then my husband comes upstairs from the basement from work and I'm like, have you been talking to Brian? That's my best friend. And he's like, why? And I'm like, she wants to do this thing. And I like unload on him. And, um, he's like, okay, calm down. Yes. I've been talking to her. She wants to do something nice to you. She, for you, she knows you've been super stressed. And I'm like, well, how long are we going to be gone? Like if you have the details, because a month out is like, if you are like, there's just so many things. One, you haven't even had your six-week doctor's appointment yet, which I know they don't really do much at your six-week doctor's appointment. They're just like, you're good for the most part. Um, there's postpartum to deal with, like postpartum depression. Like not, I don't, I'm not going to have any of that. We're not speaking that into existence, but it's a real thing. Uh, I will have had a newborn and a toddler adjusting from one to two. I am also going to be breastfeeding and the way that I do it is I don't really give my kids bottles for like a while, like probably a month or so, like out or even longer before they even take a bottle or even at all. Um, I, I'm just trying to strictly, strictly breastfeed. And so I was saying, I was explaining to my husband, like, well, with breastfeeding, I don't want to be like on this journey for a month and like if there's issues I want to be able to deal with it at home I don't want to have to be out and pump um because then that means I'm bringing a pump I'm bringing cooler I'm bringing storage stuff and like 
also my family has ha, isn't really doing Thanksgiving and you know for safety reasons that might change but for the most part like my family is like there's like 13 of us that are usually together I only know this because I know like our reservation number when we go out to restaurants and um, if we're not even going to get together I was like why would I leave and go somewhere and risk getting something when I have a one month old and it was just like nice but then like frustrating and it made me feel kind of bad but it also made me feel like um kind of uh like well well like man oh man like no one gets it unless you're a mom and I know people who are like two weeks out are like yeah I I had a babysitter and I went and got my hair done my nails done I went and got everything done and I'm like well good for you but when I think about Mia I did not leave her for um, she was born July 27th. I didn't leave her July for three months. July, August, August, September, September, October. Yeah, because our anniversary is October 21st. That was the first time I left her, um, for just to go to dinner and I was a wreck. And I know it's different from having one baby in two and I probably will really need a break with a toddler. Um... And everyone's like, you're going to be so different with your second. You're going to be so, like, guys, I am extra. I'm emotional. And I feel like it's important for bonding. And there's just all these things where, uh, oh, it's so frustrating to be me. Do you guys feel like that? Do you feel like as a mom, you look at your husbands and they just don't get it? Like, they don't understand the levels of momming. And, like, I was talking to Ethan about, like, the lying in period after birth. And he's like, what is that? And I was talking to him about like using the stairs after birth. And he like, he thought like my doctor said, don't use the stairs. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, like my doctor's going to say like, don't go hard. Like, but it's better. Like, I don't want to have a prolapse at 30, like, because I didn't take care of myself after childbirth or something like that. Like, I just want to be. So I just feel like in terms of like doing all the things, like only other moms get it. And so I texted my mom friend and was like, because she just had her baby almost a month ago. Well, a month ago today, I think. And I was like, am I being overdramatic? And she was like, no, I could see like if you guys were going out like in December, like he's a little older, like he's a couple months old. Uh, I feel like I'm the worst sometimes, but it's hard. And honestly, I'm already nervous about the adjustment from one to two. And I have had a really rough, um, I know people have it rougher, but for me, a really rough pregnancy that I really want to, um, I don't know, I'm getting emotional. It's because I'm very pregnant, guys. I want to have a really good, um, like fourth trimester is what they call it and because the pregnancy is so rough I'm just um anxious to have the baby and to have him here and to have everything just be to be fine and over and done with that um it's just important that I uh, like protect my space and 
and bond and do things like that. And I know other people are different and other people are fine, but like you guys know from like episode one, like I'm a breastfeeder, baby wearer, or co-sleeper kind of mama. Um, it will give a bottle if I need to, but really doesn't want to. And so I don't know. It's just been like a rough, um, well, like eight eight months, eight and a half months, however many months I am, I don't know, it's been a rough 35 weeks, and uh, I'm just looking forward to bonding and turning inward, and the other thing is that we um, have planned on not having anyone come over to see the baby, which got amended to my mom can come over, but it it is going to be flu and RSV season, so it's important that we're really careful with that as well as Corona this year. It's just like a weird time to be having a baby. Um, Mia was born in July last time, so it was a little bit easier. Like it wasn't flu season, it was the middle of the summer. There wasn't a pandemic two years ago. It was just like uh, people came over. It was fine. I wasn't worried about it. I was on them about sanitizer and stuff, but it's a little bit different when it's like the middle of sick season and a pandemic and yeah. So whether we like it or not, the holiday times are approaching. Don't panic. It is still September. Um, we still have all of October before we get like into the Christmassy Thanksgiving um, kind of time of year. However, they're approaching. So let's talk about what that's going to look like, one, in 2020, and two, dealing with family, because those are two kinds of things that I don't know about you, but I like to be prepared for (laughs) ahead of time, especially like family. I feel like family is always like a touchy subject. Like you see so many memes and so many like sitcoms with when it's Thanksgiving and like people don't like each other or people are throwing shots at each other and like... Oh, so let's talk a little bit about holidays and COVID and all of that. So for one, um, think about what you're comfortable doing, obviously, with it being holiday time. Um, people feel various levels of comfort in terms of hanging out with family, or maybe you're just going to do the family that's inside of your own home and Zoom with other people. This is a great year for introverts. That's all I have to say. I am actually an extrovert, so it's not a great year for us, but you don't have to see anyone if you don't want to. Zoom Thanksgivings can be kind of fun. You can play a game. Um, Everyone can eat at the same time, and you can kind of do life that way, and that's kind of where I'm leaning towards for myself, just because we will have a new, new baby, and it will be so much more comfortable to just be at home and like drink some sparkling cider and call it a day because it is definitely (laughs) annoying packing up kids to go somewhere because it's just so much more comfortable when you're in your own home. Now, if my mom wanted to come to my house, that would be fine, but I don't think that's going to (sighs) happen because then I have to pack like diapers and bottles and baby has to sleep and Mia has to have pull-ups and snacks and like, I don't know yet. We'll update actually what it's holiday season. I'm just like mentally 
preparing for holiday season. Um, but as parents, there are things we should be mindful when that time is coming and just think about it before we get there. So not to scare anyone and not to be that person, stranger danger, family danger. Um, I have a little girl and I'm not worried about anything like scary, but, um, you know, like when you go away to college or whenever you become an adult and you come back home for the holidays and you see like extended family and they're like, when are you going to get a better job? Or when are you going to get married? Or when are you going to have kids? And now that I have kids, no one's really asking me those questions because I'm, I've already done all those things. Like I got a job and I got married and I have kids and, you know, they don't know about the quitting the job part, but we'll get there. And, um, so it's, I used to always hate like the big family functions. Cause I just hate small talk. Like, why do you need to know everything about my life? And it, even it's like, this is another one of your flaws. Like you love people and you love hanging out with people and, but you love certain people. And like, when you are not in the mood to deal with family, like you can be cold. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel like dealing with all those like conversations, like with my group of 13. Yeah. We could talk about whatever. It's usually not about my life. Like I don't have much going on now that I'm a mom except for momming and no one else in my family's in this like stage where you have like young young kids so it's like they don't they don't know what's going on but a friend of mine um said that like she was with her in-laws and her mother-in-law was commenting on like how like how good and chubby her daughter was looking and I cringed And that's the kind of language that I would not accept around my kids. So what what ends up happening in life, and this is not a a shot at like boomers or older generations, is like things that were acceptable, the thing that's hard to deal with boomers, and now I'm going to sound like an ageist, but I'm not, is like they think because they experienced life a certain way and they turned out fine, that it's okay. Like, oh, yeah, I turned out fine, even though this, this, and this. And it's like, good for you, but that doesn't mean we should continue the trend. And so, me personally, having a girl, I don't want to hear anyone say, like, how good and chubby you've gotten. Or, no one's ever said that to to me, and me as two. But, like, Or she's put on such good weight. Like, okay, we don't need to comment about that type of appearance type things. I feel like we just have to be mindful, especially when you have little girls, how you talk about little girls. Because you don't want to, especially once they get to um, like 10, 11, 12, like actually like probably 8, like 8 through 13 or something. Like that's when you really got to be careful about like how you're talking about them. Because you don't want to trigger, like, low self-esteem or anything like that. (laughs) And honestly, as a girl mom, that's, like, my biggest concern and fear. But then the other thing is that we want to be careful about how we are speaking in general um, and how men are speaking around our sons as well because they are going to mimic what they hear. So, like, 
if you're at, and this is why like big family functions can be tricky because it's like a mix of people that you might not see all the time that like have different lifestyles and do different things. <laughs> um, luckily for me, I just, during Thanksgiving at least, it's my normal 13, so it's usually good. And I would call anyone out if I had to among them. Um, but men, like boys are listening to how men are talking. So like if you are saying, yeah, go get your wife in the kitchen or she belongs in the kitchen, then your son's going to hear that and repeat that. And I would be like, Mm-mm, we don't know. So <sighs> that is why family gatherings get tricky as your kids get, as you become a parent and have kids, because like you don't want them to be influenced or to like say or hear something and think that it's okay if at least in my house like there's certain things we don't talk about like there's certain things we don't talk about negatively we don't talk about body image negatively we don't talk about like the roles of women and like weird things like that like we talk about love and empowerment and um I say we talk about it but like Mia's too and like my son's not born yet, so we don't really talk about any of that, but we will. We will. Um, yeah. So the biggest holiday that's coming up is Halloween, and Halloween is on a Saturday this year, and I've seen a lot of people like, don't cancel Halloween, and I, I personally don't think it will be canceled um, at all. I mean, like, if they're trying to open up schools, they can't cancel Halloween, right? Oh, I know this is a Christian podcast, but um, <laughs> on a side note, we do celebrate Halloween in my house, and it's just like fun dress up kind of thing. We don't do anything scary um, or anything like that. We don't like dressing up as anything scary, but we do like dressing up as superheroes and princesses and eating candy. So Halloween is on a Saturday, and for people who are uncomfortable with being out in the world, what do you do with your kids? Because you know that there probably is going to be a good amount of people out because it's like a good holiday. The good thing is, and I saw this online, for Halloween, it's like the holiday where masks are like a thing. So one, people will probably be wearing masks. So that's fine. And two, um... It is kind of socially dis because like if you go from house to house and you're just getting candy, no one's entering your home. It is kind of a safer holiday situation. Now, I will have a newborn. I know it's been like the whole hot topic. So I will not be trick or treating. Um, I think I'm going to take me over. Well, have Ethan take me over to my mom's and have her hand out candy at my mom's house because one Mia doesn't eat candy she's two she doesn't eat candy um she's had a lollipop before but we don't keep candy in our house it's not like a regular occurrence um my husband likes candy I'm not a candy person so like going and trick-or-treating and collecting all this candy is not really what we need to do so um, her handing out candy and being dressed up and being able to see everyone's costumes, I think, is good. And that's perfect because that means Saturday evening she can go there. And I might even see if she can sleep over that night. Um, 
which would be really nice because then like maybe Ethan and I can watch some zombie flicks if I'm awake, depending on our newborn. But um, for our house, we are doing a Halloween party for ourselves <laughs> because it's a Saturday. So it's like the perfect, and I love Halloween, guys. I love dressing up as princesses. I'll always, I will always be a princess. I am 27 years old. I will go buy a ball gown real fast. Um, that's not a surprise or secret, but so for my house and you guys can do this too. If you want to stay socially distant or you don't really want to trick or treat, or even if you do, and it's a Saturday and you wish you could do more, but you're not comfortable being out at like an amusement park or something like that, having it like inside Halloween party is a lot of fun and we're going to do it and I'm going to post pictures and stuff later as we get closer to the date. But let me just tell you some of the things we're going to do in our house to make it a little special because it is a Saturday and it is COVID and we want to have fun. So I don't know if you guys know about some of these things. I might just be late on the parenting game and like maybe I should have known these things. But there's a couple of cool things you can buy. And I already got all my supplies from Target. So I'm fine sharing this news. Because if you guys all go out and buy it, I already got mine. Um, Target has some fun stuff. So there is like goofy like pumpkin glasses that you can buy. There's like glow-in-the-dark pumpkin necklaces. There's um, bubbles that are like Halloween. Mia loves bubbles. So I'll get her some. I got her some bubbles. And you can also do, like, a build-your-own, um, if you're into, like, monsters and spooky stuff, build-your-own, like, monster, build-your-own, like, zombie. Like, they have these little sets, these little craft sets you can get. And then they have create-your-own-haunted-house. So we did get that. And you basically, like, color it. And it comes with these little people that can go inside of it. And it's uh, it was really cheap, like, maybe $15, $10, So you can do that. So we're going to, like, have... A whole kind of day where we watched like the Halloween themed episodes of like the kitty shows. Um, we will put together the house. You have to color it and like build it, kind of like assemble it. It's out, it's made out of paper and like cardboard, so assemble it that way. Um, have she me is right now obsessed with dance parties, so like we're gonna turn the lights off. Um, we have like. Um, like she has night lights that like show stars but they come in all different colors so we'll like turn the lights off turn on that light in the living room and just play some like fun music it probably won't be Halloween music it may be like a maybe like thriller by Michael Jackson and dance and there's a ton of cool snacks so we're gonna make um you can get like the crescent rolls from Hillsbury and make like mummy dogs without a hot dogs we'll make those We'll have some good appetizer-y type snacks um, and just have a really good time. The other thing is I'm just trying to have like a whole day party <laughs> because by then she would have had a little brother for either like a couple days or a couple weeks and she's gonna, it'll be nice to do something a little different. So you can buy, for you guys who have like play sets in your backyard, good for you. We don't right now. We have a slide. We have a swing we have like a water table and a pool and all that but obviously it's going to be cold um you can buy like these cardboard houses you could buy a cow it's like and you can color them so they're like 25 dollars on amazon 
um, somewhere like 30 and you can get a pirate ship. You can buy like a house. They're like woodland themed. They're more like, there's some that are more plain. You can do a castle. You could do a rocket ship. So I'm going to let her pick out which one she wants. She'll probably want a pirate ship. And, um, we're going to color that and sit that outside too. And that'll be another kind of fun thing for us to do on Halloween. So like, it's like a special kind of day because like, why not celebrate whenever you can this year? Because this year is hard. So those are some of my ideas. Um, I've also already got her costume because I can acknowledge that I'm a, I love to shop, I love to plan, but when I have a newborn and a two-year-old, things are going to slip my mind. And I have always been the type of person that the week of Halloween is trying to find a costume. Not this year. This year, it is September 22nd. It is more than a month away, and we already got a costume. And I have plans on buying one more costume because... I just know the newborn fog is going to set in and I'm not going to have time to think about it. So at least it's all done and we're going to do like some cute treats. I might have my mom come over for a couple hours and then take Mia to her house and have her sleep over so that it can be kind of fun. And um, we'll take some pictures in our costumes and hopefully by the time it's evening, I will have some candy um, and my husband and I can climb up on the couch with our newborn. Mia will be having fun at Nana's house and we can watch zombie movies or whatever, or supernatural, whatever movie we're going to watch. So those are my ideas. The other idea that I have real quick that I'm setting up for fall, not just for Halloween, but if you wanted to do something outdoors for Halloween is we have like a good slab, like our good wall in our back yard on the back of our house that's flat and I'm getting a projector to do movie nights in our backyard like it's a little cold but we do have a fire pit so on some nights when it's not too cool we can light the fire and watch movies or not light the fire and sit on blankets and watch movies so if you wanted to like trick-or-treat early and then like come home and do something kind of cool, you could definitely do like s'mores in your backyard in a movie if you get a projector. And um, that's something I want to do soon with Mia and her friends is just like s'mores and movie night. And I'm actually working on planning that because <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. And it's fun for the parents too, because like the kids can, the cool thing with that is that kids don't sit through movies. So you could pick a movie that's a little more mature. Like I have a two-year-old, so she would want to watch like I don't know, trolls or, um, I don't know. But if you wanted to watch like Home Alone or Matilda or something like that, where the kids are not going to be that interested because you're out in your backyard, you could like set up little things for the kids to do like flashlights. And if their friends are over, they're not going to sit for a whole movie anyway. You can watch Frozen, like whatever you want to watch in your backyard and, then the parents can kind of sit and hang out and chat together and it's like a fun time and it's outdoors so you can be distant if you are like uncomfortable but as you know like outdoors it's like safer for COVID so that's another idea. Also I wanted to um, say something else and it's kind of advice for new moms, moms in general and all the moms and it's 
from me speaking as a mama of one, so just keep that in mind. I haven't transitioned to two yet, yet. but um, I'm in the process, obviously, bacon baby too. Um, and the thing I want to say is, do you? And what I mean by that is that so often we get so many comments about how we should be doing life with our kids. We need to be doing more with our kids. We need to be, uh, you need to stop breastfeeding. You need to cry it out. You need to give the baby a pacifier. You need to go for more walks. You need to do this, 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 and this. And what I will say is that God gave you your kid. Nobody else. Yes, God also gave your kid, your parents as their grandparents and family and all of that. But you are the mama. And that means you have alpha status. And my family's really good about this. Like they don't pressure me to do anything or they don't tell me to do anything. Um, they have things that they would like Mia to do, which is good, great, well, and fine. But you know, whatever. Um, but do what feels good for you and do what works for you. People are like, you need to get Mia out of your bed. You're not sleeping with her. You're not like dealing with that. So like, okay, whatever the thing is that people are telling you to do differently or that you're struggling with, like you will figure it out in your own way, in your own time, in your own process. Um, and that's okay. Um, when Mia was first born, people were like, make sure you put that baby down so you know she doesn't get spoiled. In my opinion, you can't spoil a newborn. They were just inside of you for nine months. Don't you think they want to be close to you? Nope, I'm a baby wear. That was my solution. And that's going to be my solution for um, the second baby is, you want to be close to me? Great. I'm going to strap on my Moby wrap and I will be holding you and playing with your sister and doing whatever I got to do. You can, the cool thing with the wraps is like, once you become experienced with them, you could like breastfeed in them. They are actually really, really, really convenient. And my aunt suggested that I wear her and I don't know why I didn't think about it. Cause I owned a wrap at the time. And, um, that was great advice. So whatever the thing is, people are like, your kid's still waking up at night to feed. You don't have to feed them. Okay, but if you think about it, I wake up in the middle of the night hungry. I'm an adult. I can go back to sleep and deal with it. Am I expecting my baby to do that? No, I'm going to feed that baby. Also, great for milk supply. The more you feed, the more you make. And so I'm going to keep on making, you know, as much milk as I can make. So anyway, whatever the thing is, do you and also you know your kid's pace and you know your kid's thing so like Mia is for sure ready to be potty trained she's two she has interest in the potty and she'll grow and I think that um it is like what we're working on but we're not forcing it because you don't want to force it because then it's harder to do and then it's like harder to train and all this other stuff, but we are working on it, and I'm like, you know, if by Christmas she's potty trained, that would be great, she'll be two and a half, and um, even if that feels like late to some people, like, I don't care if your baby was potty trained at 18 months, or whatever the situation is, this is my kid, and we are going at our pace, so 
There's a lot of good books out there about anything under the sun about child rearing, child raising, potty training, sleep training. There are some really good resources. I'm not saying don't look for resources. Um, the Happiest Baby on the Block is great. Uh, there's a ton of great books on breastfeeding. The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding is a good book. Uh, I, I like resources. They give you tips, tricks, and ideas. But again, these are tips, tricks, and ideas. And these tips, tricks, and ideas may or may not work for you. And that's fine. Cry It Out was not going to work for me. It might work for you. I've done it with kids that I nannied for in the past. And honestly, I could see that it honestly didn't take that long. Um, They did eventually sleep. It worked. But now that I'm a mama, it's not my style. Maybe I'll try it with our son. Maybe I won't. And if I did, it would be like much later. It wouldn't be any time in the newborn phase. Probably wouldn't be till like eight or nine months or something or even later. Um, I have learned from some things I've done with Mia. Because when you have one, there you, there is a little bit of luxury that you don't have when you have multiples. You know, like Mia sleeping in my bed. Well, there's not a baby at the time, there isn't a baby waking me up in the middle of the night to feed as well. So now there is, which is why, you know, uh, maybe like two months ago, we started putting her to sleep in her bed. And um, most, you know, some nights if she comes into my room to go to sleep, I let her some nights I put her back to her bed. It depends on how much sleep I need. Like if I need to spend the next 30 minutes or an hour putting her back to bed or do I need that hour of sleep? Um, she gets better every night. She sleeps in her bed longer every night. And it's fine. But honestly, I am such an intuitive feeling person. And I know that I could have all of these plans. And this is what you learn from having one kid. You know, you could have all of these plans for your kid. I'm going to do this. I'm never going to do this. My kid's always going to match. My kid's face is never going to be dirty. Like whatever the situation is. And then it all goes out the window once they're actually here. And their personalities are different. And Mia liked to cuddle. All newborns like to cuddle. Will my son be more chill and be fine sitting by himself in like a bouncer or a rocker? I don't know. Will he be colicky? I don't know. Will he be fussy or a good sleeper? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's wild inside of me. He's a wild child um, always. Um, he might be a moving, loud baby like that would be my guess with his personality in the womb, but you know, I don't know. So like when you have your kids, you learn their personalities. They're all different. A mom was telling me that on Sunday, she was like, every one of your kids is going to be different. Um, they all have different personalities. Mia's very independent, has always been independent. Um, obviously she still comes for me for, re- to re- for reassurance and hugs. Like she's a normal kid, but, um, Elliot might not be independent. Oh, I just dropped his name. He he might not be um, independent. So just do what feels good. And like, honestly, I'm a big fan of winging it, but planned winging it. Meaning like I have done my research on soothing babies 
what feeding feeding cues are, um, how to tell when they're in distress, how to tell if they're probably too hot or too cold, um, sleep training. I've looked at like all the methods. There's like gentle cry it out. There's like real hard cry it out. There's like no cry it out. There's I've I've done the research, but in terms of implementing a strategy, there's ones that in my opinion I I I would like better than others. However, my kid might not, so I can't really say what I'm going to do until we get there. And that's fine. Just kind of wing it. And I really love that that style of parenting of I know the options. We'll see how he feels because you don't know how your kid's going to feel. That's just my advice. That's my two cents. That's my two cents. So as we close out this week, there's just one more thing I'm going to mention. I know this podcast is kind of like all over the place, like with my feelings and then talking about holidays and Halloween. But um, I mentioned earlier that gift giving slash receiving is one of my love languages. Um, Acts of service is the other. I think everyone has two primary ones. But you should know that kids also have love languages. So if you haven't looked into it, um, you definitely should and figure out what your kid's love language is. I'm going to talk about it more next podcast on what the different ones are and how you you should be able to differentiate what your kid's love languages are um, so that you can show them love in the way that they receive it best and most. But I thought it was pretty cool. I was reading this article and this, there's this book about it and it was like, oh yeah, that obviously makes sense. If I have a love language, um, I'm curious to see if it's different for kids, um, based off of how they're raised. Because I would say like, for instance, access service and gift giving are my top two love languages. And I think that's because growing up, like, my reward a lot of times with my grandparents was like gifts and so even like as an adult I just love to give gifts I I love to surprise people with gifts I'm always giving people presents and I also love to receive it so I wonder if like how you I just wonder if that can be like how you raise your kids and how you praise your kids and things if that will affect their adult love language and then acts of service um I don't know. It's just nice to have things done for you. I'm kind of like a, a, a prissy princess, as some of my friends call me. But yeah, so that's just like a cool little thing to add. We can talk more about it next week. Um, but I'm going to close out now. It is Thursday, guys. <sighs> I'm still pregnant. Thank God. Really, a week from now, I can officially go into labor with peace of mind. Um, so let's hope that I stay pregnant for another week because he's so low and I'm doing everything to keep him in. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a written review <clears throat> as well as a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, DM me, message me, talk to me about anything you want. You can find me on Instagram at Brittany Jane Stewart and have a super great, super blessed, super wonderful fall week. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye!